Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, and just a little bit ago, I finished a super fun conversation with Jordan Silkowitz. She is a former Iowa State soccer player, and as you probably saw on the news or on social media last week, she made history when she was drafted by the Kansas City Current, making her the first Iowa State women's soccer player to be drafted in the National Women's Soccer League. She's incredibly charismatic, a lot of fun, and I have a feeling by the end of the conversation, you'll be rooting as hard for her and then NWSL as I plan to. Before we get to that conversation, I want to thank our podcast sponsors. Of course, the entire Cyclone Fanatic podcast network is fueled by Cody Road. And we also want to thank our friends at the Wild Rose Casino and Resorts for making all of the Cyclone Fanatic podcasts possible. For Title IX, we want to thank our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. They've been longtime and continuing supporters, and we appreciate them very much. And of course, we want to thank our friend Hope Wood, who does her Will in a Day program, and you can check her out online at hopewoodjd.com. Again, I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. Go Cyclones and go Current. We are joined by a very special guest, former Iowa State soccer player and a very brand new member of the Kansas City Current, Jordan Silkowitz. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So I think most of our listeners know exactly who you are. But just in case anybody um, has not been paying proper attention, I'm going to brag about you for a second. Is that okay? Oh, you're too kind. (laughs) Well, Jordan was the keeper at Iowa State for the last several seasons and finished her senior year very well. She led the Big 12 in saves with 100. um, And 12 of those I saw came against the Iowa Hawkeyes, not to, you know, not to brag or anything from that school out east. Um, you finished your career fifth most saves in school history, and you Jordan made waves last week when she became the first player in Iowa State history to be drafted in the National Women's Soccer League. 
18th overall pick, uh, six in the second round, drafted by the Kansas City Current. And Jordan, like I told you right before we started recording, you check all the boxes for me because not only am I a diehard Iowa State sports fan, diehard female sports fan, I have adopted the Kansas City Current hardcore. So congratulations. I could not be more excited for you. Thank you so much. I'm going to be more excited to represent just such an incredible team and organization. I haven't been there yet, but I'm super excited to get there and get going. Just everyone I've met so far and has been so welcoming and so excited to get me down there. And I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. So I thought maybe we could start this conversation um, with your journey to Iowa State, and then we can talk about draft night and the excitement um, that you experienced there. But you mentioned too, before we started that you transferred from Ohio State and where's your, you're in your hometown now, Mm -hmm. which is remind me where? Fairfax, Virginia. It's like 15 minutes outside D.C. So you go from Virginia, Ohio State to Iowa State. So tell us a little bit about that journey. So my, well, my mom's from LA and my dad's from New York. So I've always been kind of like a coast kid, never really Midwest, just we never really, maybe Texas for a tournament back in the club days, but didn't really, honestly, when I had to look where Iowa was on a map at first, (laughs) I don't blame you, (laughs) but slowly migrated my way in. So I was at Ohio State for my first two years. It just wasn't, wasn't the right fit for me stayed here just to try to make it work and see what I could. And then I ultimately decided to transfer and find a, a better home. And I found Iowa State and man, I can't tell you it was the best decision I've ever made. I think the biggest thing for me is just the people. Uh, growing up on the coast, you know, people can be a bit, everyone's always on the move. Everyone has things to do, but coming to Iowa State, the amount of people that were so friendly and welcoming and I really enjoy how Iowa State, both the athletics program and the university is so like family oriented and everyone is there to help you. Everyone's there to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish and is there supporting you every step of the way. I know Cyclone fans are the most loyal diehard fans that I've ever met so far. Can't wait to see what Kansas City's like. I've heard nothing but incredible things, but the, the support we got, not only like in the classroom, but with athletics is, was incredible. And I can't speak highly enough of the staff. We've, I've had a few uh, assistant coaches and staffs through the way, but Matt being the head coach for my three years I was there, it's the vision I really bought into what Matt wanted to help transform the program. And for me in my transfer process, I was really fortunate to have um, a bunch of interests when I was looking to transfer. And the biggest thing for me is I wanted to, I wanted to help put Iowa State on the soccer map. I really wanted yes. to help change a program and I wanted to help make the soccer team, just leave it better than I found it. And I met such incredible people along the way, support staff, school, coaches, other coaches from different sports teams, like the whole athletic department. I just have such a, grew such a community at Iowa State and I just couldn't be more grateful for it. I grew so much, not only as a player, but I grew exponentially as a person. And I couldn't be more grateful that Iowa State was a part of my journey. So I I don't know if you can tell, but I am not a professional athlete. (laughs) So you're going to have to walk me through what it's like to prepare for a professional, you know, draft like that. And I, you know, sometimes I don't think people, I I feel like the National Women's Soccer League is, uh, it's about to explode. I mean, it already has to a certain extent, but draft night this year felt like it was a big deal. It looked like a big deal. So tell me a little bit about what your preparation was, what your expectations were. And then once you got there, you know, kind of your reaction to that big time feel. 
Well, let me tell you, the NFL did such an incredible job with that event. It was put, it was so professional. It was so, you really felt like, wow, this is the draft. Like, yeah. You always have your, like the last two years was with COVID and everything. So being yes. back, it was, I don't even have words for what I was expecting and then what it was. It, it truly was mind blowing. It was such an incredible experience and they made the athletes feel so special. And, Truly, I was at a loss of words. I, was, I just had never been a part of something like so big and so in- incredibly well put together. Um, but for me, I guess preparing for it, um, obviously, I didn't really know. I feel like it's always kind of hard to know what the draft. You never really sure. know what's going to happen. There's so many trades. There's so many other things that go into go into it. And I was just incredibly grateful to to be there and be able to experience it firsthand. And funny story. So we got there and we we're sitting and we we're listening to first round draft picks. It was incredible and get to see people's like dreams come true. It was really yeah. it was awesome. And the second round started and I was sitting in kind of the back of my family. We were just talking. I was like, second round, it's really early for a goalkeeper to go like, no way, no way is my name getting close. <laughs> so we're just talking. We're just in the back, like it's in between picks. And all of a sudden we're sitting there. I'm with my family, my friends. I was really fortunate. I had a great, but my family came out. I'm from the coast. My dad's from like the New York area. So my grandma came down and surprised me and my uncle. That's um, Emma on the soccer team came down. Um, so that was really cool to have her out there and get to experience as well. And then my boyfriend's a wrestler at Iowa state and he came to my parents and sister. So we we're all just sitting back there talking and all of a sudden they're like with the 18th pick in the second round, Kansas City Current selects Jordan Sopitz. And I think we all took like a second or two. We were just sitting back there. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Wait, was was that what I thought it was? Literally, I was like, oh my gosh, that was me. Uh, I was like, okay. So I stood up and I, I think I was in shock. Like I don't even remember walking up there. I think it just, I was in complete shock. But it was just such a special moment. And everyone at Kansas city made me feel so welcomed and so happy for me and happy to be a part of the organization. And I just, I'm truly at a loss of words. I'm just so incredibly grateful to be going to such an incredible um, organization and team. And yeah. So I was, uh, I have two little girls and mm-hmm. um, the night of the draft, we, I was paying attention, watching. Um, I was in the middle of giving them baths and I saw your name come up and I was like, wait, wait, what? And I had to, you know, I was so pumped and I yelled at him. I was like, girls, girls. And I just, the joy that you have brought this past week to Iowa state fans who, you know, um, it's, it's been a rough road for Iowa state soccer for a lot of years. And for you, you said earlier that you wanted to put Iowa state soccer on the map and you've done that on the biggest stage. So as a mom of two little girls and as an Iowa state fan, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm super pumped for you. Thank you. That means so much. I mean, for me too, I just like, I couldn't have more pride to represent such an incredible university. And obviously, like you said, our soccer seasons really haven't gone how we've expected them to. Um, I was bought into the rebuild that Matt has planned. And let me tell you, we didn't win a lot of games this year, but this program's going places. It was the best soccer team I've been a part of the, the culture on the team, just how well the team got along last year in the locker room and just playing for one another was something was really special to be a part of for my last year. And I couldn't be more proud to be an alumni and represent the soccer program and help put it on the map and go from there. But it's it pretty cool for a program to say we have, you know, we have a draft pick now. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much. 
so that night, um, you know, there's always the pageantry around it. And there was those really cool photos of all the phones, um, you know, the phone booths. So what was what was going through your head in that moment? Was it just, you know, this is incredibly surreal? Or did you kind of have one of those blackout moments where you're like, wow, did that just really happen? Honestly, I think it was a mix of both. Definitely some blackout <laughs> moments, but also just like, oh my gosh, did this just happen? I've been dreaming of playing professional soccer ever since... I knew what it was basically. And you know, in school and it's like, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everyone always asks you that question. I'm like, I want to be a professional soccer player. And you always have those people that look at you and like, "Uh Oh yeah. Okay. What's your backup plan now? Sure. What's what's your actual goal? So it's just, I don't think the moment's still sunk in if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, Just like being able to live out a childhood dream. And there's so many people who have helped me get to this point. Just, I just have immense gratitude for everyone that's helped me get here. So you get drafted by the Kansas City Current. Um, like I told you before, I bought into the Current. And for me, what's most impressive is not exact. I mean, of course, um, going to the championship game last year and this incredibly fast trajectory to success is wildly impressive. But the culture and doing things the right way and um, wanting to buy into female athletics and women's athletics, it's just been almost overwhelming to me to see an organization that, you know, I've always wanted to see since a little kid as a sports fan suddenly doing it in, in a place that's in the Midwest, really um, easy to get to for, for us Ames and Des Moines folks. And, you know, the culture, um, we use that word at Iowa State a lot, culture, but I really do feel like um, the culture in the Kansas City current organization is incredibly positive. Do you get that same vibe just in the oh, short period that you've... A hundred percent. So I actually had the opportunity this summer to go and train for a week in Kansas City with the current. Yes. And... So I'm like, you know, I'm an outsider coming in for a week. I'm not a part of the team. I have never felt so welcomed and just like being a, everyone greeted me. They're so friendly and the, I can't speak high enough of the goalkeeper group, Lloyd, AD, Cassie, they were all so welcoming and like helped me get better so much. They were giving me coaching points. They were like asking me if I had any questions about anything and keep in mind, I'm only there for a week and they're in the middle of their season. So just right. how welcoming everyone was from staff, from players to support staff, to everyone involved, people were so friendly and welcoming and really just open, like welcoming with open arms. And for me, that, stu- that stood out a lot because that's something that we pride ourselves at Iowa State on is having a good culture and walking into that environment, like not being a part of the team and being so welcomed and being, you know, challenged to get better. And that was, that was really cool to me. And then also now like, Obviously, being for the short period of time, they're just so like player first, anything that the players need that they have, which is incredible. And it's so cool to see how they're helping moving the women's game and moving yes. the NWSL in the in the right direction and raising the standard. Their new facility that Kansas City built is oh, unreal. Man. I can't even <laughs> put it into words. It is unreal. Everything they have there is to support the players. Anything that they need, they have. You mentioned the goalkeeper group and um, AD French quickly became one of our favorite players last season. And I feel like keepers don't get all the love because they're not necessarily the flashiest. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just electric last year. And, um, you know, obviously she'll have some U.S. Women's National Team work to do. And you have a great group of other keepers there. What do you how do you approach that, knowing that you're kind of the this, you know, the small fish in the pond, the new girl, how do you come into a situation where you have these established players? Is it intimidating? Is it exciting to you? What's your attitude going in? 
it's crazy because I've looked at AZ, AD as like a role model. You know, she played in the Big yeah. 12 and yeah. she's accomplished so much in her career so far. And honestly, she's someone I looked up to and I'm so excited to be able to learn day in and day out from her. You know, she's been in the league for a while and she has so much experience and just being able to pick her brain and being able to help grow and push her to accomplish what she wants to do. But as well, yeah. like learning from her as much as I can, her and Cassie, are just incredible people and incredible goalkeepers. And I'm just really excited to, to learn from them and be able to grow and hopefully accomplish my goals, but also continue to help the team and anything they need and be able to just, you know, be a sponge, learn as much as I can. So what's next for you? You mentioned you'll head to Kansas city soon. What is, I guess, what's the next step for you? So we get to Kansas city uh, soon and we report and then we have a week in Kansas city and then we actually go to Florida for uh, preseason and training camp. That's not and, so bad. Uh, yeah. I'll take the warm, the warm weather. Everyone's like, you're lucky getting out of the Midwest for winter. That's so, right. Um, I'll take the, I'll take the warmth. Absolutely. So you, how does this work with Iowa state courses? Did you graduate at semester or, okay. So I graduated last spring actually. Okay. But I got okay. undergrad in business management and then I started my master's in finance this semester. Got it. Yeah. That's, that's a, you know, something that is a good problem to have to navigate, but I know that can be really complicated. So good for you. Thank you. Actually, when I transferred, I was originally planning to graduate in three and a half years because the draft yeah. was, you know, on the yes. but when I transferred, I lost so many credits. I had to quickly try to make them up <laughs> so I could get my degree in four. Yeah. But that's I perfect. Mean, yeah. But COVID and, uh, my red shirt year at Ohio state gave me an extra, an extra two years. So so did you have, obviously, professional soccer was your number one goal. Did you have a career that you were, you know, like a pedestrian career <laughs> that you had as, well, you know, if maybe this doesn't work out or was it always this is going to work out? I think that's, I was really determined. I kind of set my mind Good for to, you. But so funny story when I was younger, I ran track. So I was always a forward when I played and one day I was like, I want to try being a goalkeeper. And my coach was like, no, you're a waste of space in the goal. Like we will never put you in there. Like you'll never be a good goalkeeper. <laughs> you're like, a waste of space, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, watch me. And so I think, I, I think that worked out pretty well for me, but I was pretty, I, so too. <laughs> I was pretty determined to make it, to make it work. No, no matter where my journey went. Um, but I love sports. I love everything about sports. I love watching sports. I love playing sports. So I would love, like, after my career, love to do something in sports. Hopefully, women's soccer can help continue to move the game forward. Um, but just anything in sports. I don't really have a specific... Uh, hey, you don't need to friends. now. Exactly. Have a goal right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So we talked, we mentioned briefly about the National Women's Soccer League just exploding. How is it from, obviously, you have a in personal invested interest in it now. But in the last couple of years, as a collegiate athlete, you know, watching it go crazy in the best possible way. Um, and knowing that one day that could be you, what's that been like, um, as a female, as a female athlete, watching it progress so quickly? I think it's really inspiring and also massive thank yous to all the women in the league who have continued to push it in the direction that it's headed and continued to speak out. And yes, you know, like, I just think, I think it's incredible and it's so inspiring. It's like, dang, I can't wait to play in that league and be able to, you know, continue to help women's soccer and continue to bring, you know, more fans. And it's incredible to see just how viewership's grown up just to see like the love for women's sports and how they've continued to rise. I think it's incredible. 
Yeah. And I, um, I caught myself a few moments last season, really kind of, it was breathtaking almost to watch it explode like that. And I think this is only the beginning and it's pretty cool to see you at the cusp of what's likely to be, you know, a real explosion of it. Oh, I'm so excited. Like you look at what these expansion teams have done, like the current, yes. you know, they've continued to like pull the league and be like, all right, this is what we're doing. Like just continue to pull it forward has been really incredible. And like I said, I'm just, I couldn't be more grateful to be able to represent an incredible team and organization. Are you excited that this is all falling in the, at the same time as a world cup year? Does that change anything for you? I mean, obviously it um, could affect AD and how the team operates, but just from you as a, probably a soccer fan perspective, does it kind of up the ante with excitement for you? I think it does. I think obviously the men's world cup got a lot of like, viewers and everyone everyone was locked in and so it's really exciting to see how like the women's world cup coming up and continuing to you know push for that and everyone just the like, hype around in the excitement and i'm i'm really excited to watch I and too. Really even cool though the time delay really cool to have teammates playing in it yes absolutely like, absolutely I, that itself is mind-boggling like what that's incredible <laughs> and getting to train alongside them like that's insane did you do you remember you said when you were a little kid thinking I want to be a professional soccer player? Do you remember when you first had that thought? Honestly, I don't. I just like soccer has always been such a big part of my life that I'm like, I love playing this game. I love what it brings. I love getting to do what I love day in and day out. And like I'm like, I don't ever want to stop doing this. Yeah. I just want to keep doing it. So um here in Iowa, I feel like um, we were maybe a little bit behind the eight ball with soccer and it's not, I mean, we've caught up now it's there's clubs everywhere. There's youth um, programs everywhere, but I think the rural areas, it took a little bit longer. So soccer wasn't even on my radar as a kid. And now, like I said, I have two daughters, both of them are playing, but I, um, with everything, not just soccer with all of youth sports, it kind of seems like there's a risk of burnout pretty early. So what would you say to young girls who are, getting in the game, getting excited about the game and, you know, trying to balance, obviously playing your hardest, excelling, but also keeping it fun and maintaining the joy that you've been able to maintain. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, if you don't love it, why do you do it? You know, like you have to, you have to love what you do day in and day out. And the biggest thing for me that I had as a kid is I played a bunch of different sports when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't just like hone in on soccer. It obviously got into high school. You kind of had to pick um, a little bit. My biggest regret is not playing another sport in high school. Honestly, I have a bunch oh. of did it, and I'm really, I really wish I had either played basketball, run track, or just done something, you know, done another sport in high school. Yeah. Soccer, because it can be a lot. I mean, when it was club time, you play club high school and like yes. in Virginia, our club, well, our club main season's in the fall, but we still play games throughout the spring, but soccer in the spring is a spring sport in Virginia. So it got to be a lot. You would go right after school, the soccer high school soccer practice. And I think I would go home for a little bit and then head right out to club. And so after school for six, seven hours a day, and then you have soccer for four to five hours a night. It's, it gets to be a lot, but I think the biggest thing is just remembering like your why and why you do what you do and just continue to have fun with it. What sport would you have played in high school? If you were going to pile on another one? See, probably I really enjoyed playing basketball. Basketball was fun, but I also, so I'm a goalkeeper 
So yeah. I, there's like, you know, a lot of people like, oh, goalkeepers don't run. But I was a big runner in high, um, in middle school and high school. But then I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to just run for, run. I don't want to just run to run. <laughs> running isn't just fun. Like I want to do something with running. So that's where soccer came in. I was like, okay, great. I can run with the ball and score goals. It sounds great to me. So, but probably. And then you probably, became that waste of space in the, in the goal. I know, exactly. <laughs> fun fact, when I first started playing, everyone called me Swiss cheese. Because the ball would always go either through my legs or all the time. It didn't matter what. I could literally stand there with my legs closed and the ball would find a way to go through my legs. Well, Swiss cheese, you've come a long way. I filled the holes. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes the megs do still happen. We're working on that, though. (laughs) So can you tell us um, what we should look forward to next year for Iowa State soccer? You said, you know, you bought into the rebuild. So what's what are the next few seasons look like um, for Iowa State fans with that program? I think I think I mean, the team's headed in a great direction. I think we have a great staff in. obviously, Matt has been here for three years going into his fourth year. I'm really excited to see how see where the team goes. And they've brought in great people to help, you know, continue to add players to our roster. I think we've, we have a really great staff in Dobby. I can't speak highly enough as a goalkeeper coach. Obviously I spent a lot of time with her. I might be a bit biased, yes. but she's incredible. She's, she's a great coach, but she's an incredible person. And I know she has great things with, with all the goalkeepers upcoming. And then CC and Jimmy, Jimmy is our strength conditioning coach. And let me tell you, he kicks your butt, <laughs> but the team will be incredibly fit and incredibly strong. I can tell you that. He was just getting you prepared for that new facility down in Kansas city. Exactly. Exactly. And then CCR other sister is amazing. Her and the whole staff recruiting, like I said, bringing in some great players and we've had, we have great players in right now. Um, So I'm really excited. I think uh, Mira Emma's coming back for her fifth year. So I'm really excited to see uh, how she continues to lead this team and all the people with it. I think you have a bunch of people that are really bought into what, what Matt's doing and the way we play and we're trying to leave our mark in the big 12. And so I think you have a lot of people that are like hungry and continued ready to continue put respect on Iowa state soccer. And yeah. So when we come down to Kansas city to a current game, do you want us to wear current colors or Iowa state colors? Got to rep the current now. <laughs> okay. You can throw like a little Iowa state pin in there, you know? Yeah. Or maybe like a jacket or yeah, there you go. Perfect. We can, we can put both together. That's right. Although that teal, that teal is just tough to beat. It's so amazing. It's so, the colors. I know. I can't, I know. I can't get over it. (laughs) That's what everyone said. They're like, I was talking about how so many, it's been, I don't even have words for the support I've received and just how happy people are. And I would say fans who I don't even know, which is just incredible. They're like, my my academic advisor actually texted texted me. She's like, I was just talking to my husband a few days ago about how much I love the Kansas City Current colors and everything about them. And I was yes. like, it's it's really cool. It has been really neat. And then um, I you know I think people will see on social media. I posted something about the current, and they'll comment to me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a community of us up here, and you're only helping further that. So this is going to be a super fun season to watch and and to really invest. And and like I said, what a better time to do it. No, I couldn't agree more. I, it's going to be awesome. Well, we'll have to be in touch. When, go Iowa ahead. State sorry, fans. I can't wait to see more Iowa State fans in the in the in the uh, in the stadium. That's right. We'll be down there. And when we do, we'll have to build a little watch, you know, like get together beforehand and then yell out your name or something to embarrass oh God, you. I love that. <laughs> 
Well, like I said, we're so excited for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat and keep in touch and let us know how your journey is going along the way. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciated it. Go Cyclones and go Current. Oh, yes. Roll Clones.